0: Hey, dude, this dog, like, stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running. Lift off. We
1: have a lift off. Hey, all you pet stylists. You found the groom pod. Welcome to our virtual salon. My name is Susie, and I'm your host, I'm a mobile groomer from Seattle, Washington, and anyone who knows me will tell you I love to talk, especially about my job. One of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show, Miss Barbara Bird. Hi, Susie. What's up? I'm silly.
0: I'm <laughs> silly today, and I'm so happy to be talking to you
1: today. Oh, good. Well, I'm I'm like hours away from being released from the house for a little while. Woo. I got one dog to groom. It's my easy shih tzu cut all his hair off and make another appointment for eight weeks dog and I like going over there so hey welcome to episode 322 of the groom pod recorded on January 2nd 2022 I have to say I really like saying 2022 it rolls off my tongue so much nicer than 2021 did We are in Snohomish, Washington, snowy Snohomish, but it is warming up here. I'm so happy. Barbara, though, now in Tucson, Arizona, is in the frigid cold. This podcast is brought to you by listener support through Patreon and through donations on our website and through our kind sponsors, Best Shot. Evolution Cheers, Show Season, More, and Stasco. This week on the Groom Pod, we're going to answer some questions that you guys asked a couple weeks ago about conditioning and filthy beast and linseed oil and personal safety. Barbara, I have been playing with the routing with the More software. And, you know, with all my rescheduling, It was quite helpful at putting people in location-wise since I had to screw everybody's schedule up. Anyway, you guys, I've been home for a week, for a whole freaking week. That's a fair amount of grooming for me. So I've got to stick people in everywhere I can possibly do it. And Dogonic grew more found spots that made the commuting a lot more palatable. I'm enjoying it tremendously, and I highly recommend it. If you're looking for some software, you ought to try this. How about you, Barbara? Are you still doing well with it? Oh, yeah. I'm loving it. And um, I like that I can do everything
0: on my iPad, everything at the shop. I can just pull up the calendar. I can check the dogs in and out. I can take the money and...
1: I just love it. It's just superior. One of the quirks that we were talking about just before we started recording is that when you port your stuff over, and in my case, it ported a lot of clients that are inactive, but it marked them inactive because it had a really good relationship with the old software and the new software, they kind of mesh together. But it also ported over some odd phone numbers from my (laughs) address list in my phone, some few odd things. Barbara, I know you're dealing with this, too. You just got to go in and cancel those people or move them to inactive or something like that. I know. I have years of
0: clients. I have years (laughs) of clients in my my new software that I hadn't bothered to – retire them before you know I just or I didn't have the means or I don't know I never they were just there and they got imported hundreds of them and (laughs) and each one is a a story you know like oh what happened to Wilton you know like
1: oh what happened to Oliver Oh, you know, like if they actually let you know, you would probably have uh, put them into an inactive file, or at least put some mark on the pad or something. Well, maybe you not, (laughs) or maybe not. Don't count on me for that, right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of a little emotional—a
1: stroll down memory lane, if you will. Well, like, why did I lose that one, or why didn't they come back? True. There's you know, some of like, that.
0: Gee, I wondered. I thought it did a great job. Why didn't they come back? <laughs> you,
1: <know? laughs> you just go right for the <laughs> negative, don't you? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm like, oh, that pet must have passed away. Barbara's like, why didn't they come back? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's interesting, uh, though. You're right, because it gives you a really good opportunity to take a look at who's active and who's not. And of course, they give you really nice reports. So once you've done some grooming in the software, it tells you all these comparisons, like I now know who my biggest... Uh, client is and how much they spend. That's kind of fine. All those little details they put in there, you have options to manipulate them. And most importantly, they've given us a code that gets you half off the first two months of use. So you can port your stuff over, you can test it out, see how you like it. And if you don't, no harm, no foul, you just stop, delete, you're done, right? In my case, I'm so happy with it. I would never give it up. I'm in for life at this point. The code is half. P2M. It is capital H-A-L-F, capital P, two, capital M. And that gives you half off on the first two months. Hey, Barbara, what's new with you? I had an interesting kind of customer relations
0: thing happen to me. You know, I'm on the street, people come in and they ask for an appointment or something, you know, It doesn't always happen over the phone, or maybe they left a message on my business number, and I never responded because I asked them on that message to text me. You know, (laughs) (laughs) don't count on me returning your call. Please text if you. (laughs) 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 That's kind of what I say. So, but anyway, this this man strolled in, and uh, he's a little quirky. I mean, he didn't put off any dangerous vibe, but he seemed to be a little worked up. And he made a point of telling me he was 65 years old and a black belt. Well, he was a little puny guy. <laughs> 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 Napoleon syndrome. <laughs> you know, And he must have told me four times that he was 65 years old and a black belt. He was looking for a new groomer. Because he was angry at the other local groomer, which I've never heard bad things about them. Um, I don't know them, but I haven't heard, you know, stories. So he's going on and on kind of about that these women at this place didn't respect him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, and he's so fucking weird. I can understand why he might have a hard time making friends, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but he's trying to tell me that he tried to get what he wanted from them and they just like would brush it off and, and and they just didn't listen to him. They wouldn't do what he asked. They made him feel bad about himself. You know, he said all of this to me. What a miscommunication that was! Yeah, you know, like, uh, sorry. And so he he and he felt like <laughs> he felt like these women hated men. <laughs> so. It's I possible. Could, it's impossible. I wonder why they might. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Weirdy. Yeah. You know, so, <laughs> so I was sympathetic. I apologized for the industry. I said, you know, sorry that you t- didn't get along. <laughs> you know, uh, you poor guy, you deserve better. <laughs> you <know? laughs> But he has a Japanese chin. Oh, I like them. Named Susie with a Z. Ah, Oh. Yeah. And so I made him an appointment, put it in the little system, and uh, it was for uh, like about a week, but he never confirmed the appointment. You see, now that I've got this groom lore, you send out a notice of an appointment, and they're supposed to hit the confirm button and I didn't hear from him. He never confirmed. So he had, oh, this is another funny part of it. He had an appointment for the 31st, which was the day I offered him for 830 in the morning. And I was trying to make him an appointment for the same day at one o'clock. And I said, you have to cancel that. You have to call and cancel that, please. He actually, Asked me to do it for him. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. (laughs) Okay, Mr. Black Belt. (laughs) He's afraid of these women. I said, just call and leave a message (laughs) that you you won't be there.
1: During closed hours, yeah. Yeah,
0: please. I texted him the day before and then asked if he was coming. I said, you know, we're looking forward to meeting Susie and treating the right. Um, Because, of course, what happens when the pet owner doesn't trust the staff, they make shit up about the dog not trusting the people. And they
1: they assume the worst. Yeah, they their uh, head continues the story that's not actually continuing in front of them. It, right, right. They make shit up. He had really blown this up, you know.
0: He couldn't shut up once he started <laughs> sharing <laughs> sharing with me, you know? So it got to the point where he said he just like um felt uncomfortable he needed some sympathy he needed some love <laughs> uh, and i and he wasn't a very lovable guy you know yeah <laughs> so it was it it was a real it, it was a re, it was really interesting and then he brings the dog in so he he did confirm that he was coming from my myself prompt and he, he comes in with this little old Japanese chin that has some dreadlocks happening.
1: Like a lot so, of dreadlocks or just a few? Well, some really nasty ones in the rear. We've all had those. I mean, we haven't had those ourselves, but. Yeah, and some them. up around the, the chin.
0: So, what do you want to? What he wanted, he didn't want to just give me the dog. He wanted to hold the dog while I cut away the mats. Hmm. Well, I said, um, yeah, "I've never done that. I mean, I I have worked with customers, but he's still standing on the other side of the." of the counter. He's like at the gate. We're talking across the gate In the, he's got the dog in his arms and he doesn't want to give her up. And he says, I'll just hold her. <laughs> uh, and I just want you to <laughs> cut it out. And I said, okay, Yvonne, bring me my silver bullet, which is what I refer to because Yvonne doesn't, uh, she goes by color and shape and things like that and so that um is that the figura it's the it's the silver figura. okay and so I, I in in order to work with Yvonne so that, because I couldn't say go get my figura yeah i have to say go get my <laughs> go get my silver bullet so that's just become the name of that clipper so i said Yvonne, bring me the silver bullet and so uh yvonne stands by my side he he presents the belly of the dog and i start clipping around the just barbering you know kind of with the Clipper and cut the big chunks off, and did this and that, and then uh, you know really took off quite a bit. But I can't really see what I'm doing because of the <laughs> way he's holding the dog. Right? I had you know, and he's just saying, and he's saying he's giving me ins- grooming instructions.
1: First of all, oh thank goodness, because obviously you're new to the business. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's saying, no,
0: no, he's, he's he's giving me his wishes. Right. You know, and and, and the list, the list started getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> As
1: the trust so, got more yeah, and more.
0: So, yeah. So he first of all, he asked me if we could just save the tail. And so Yvonne gets over there and feels the tail because she's the official tail detangler. Uh-huh. That's one, one of her specialties. All right. Is detangling tails. And um, so she comes right into the picture and she feels the tail. She said, Yeah, I, I think we can brush most of this out. And I said, Okay, well we can do that for you, sir. And so then he starts to say, Well, can you <laughs> can you kind of round her butt? <laughs> and, <laughs> I don't want it to be, he said that like sometimes when I take it to the garage, she comes home, like totally raw naked. I wonder underneath. why. <laughs> and I, <laughs> my, oh, I wonder, here I am holding a shitty, pitsy dreadlock in my hand <laughs> at her ass, trying to chop away from underneath without uh, any view of where, you know, what I'm clipping. I see skin and hair. Right. But where it fits into the whole picture, it's beyond me because she's all just in her in his arms. So uh, did you get through I it? really did a good job. But here, <laughs> here's here's the funny thing, is that we really did a good job. <laughs> the, the funny way that I shaved, you know, I didn't shave to the skin. I shaved to the end of the mat, uh-huh. and I, then I just let the clippers sort of like scissor, mechanically scissor away the hair. That's how I work sometimes with with these old dogs that have mats and I can kind of shave the mat out without really going all the way down to the skin. So know. that's how I was trying to work with this mess on this dog. But we used Best Shot, Dirty, the Dirty Wash and Dirty Plunish. Uh, that's what Yvonne uh, said. What should I use on her? And I said, use that on her. Her coat came out so beautiful. We saved her tail. Uh, oh, and then she had another thing. She had an ear that had a big notch out of it. And where he said the previous owners apparently really abused and neglected this little chin, And um, she had, uh, so so one ear is like a little crinkled, And the other, and it's, the other one is longer. And he said, I really, this is how the wish list kept growing. (laughs) One of the wishes was, I really wish that you could uh, don't make that ear look like it's smaller than the other one, which is what it looks like. Right. You know, he said, "I, I want them to look the same. He wanted to balance between the two ears of the dog and the one dog's ears all fucked up, <laughs> and <laughs> but, he's upside well, down in the guy's arms. <laughs> and he's down the guy's. But I knew what he was talking about, and I did the best to trim up the good ear so that it was smaller. And then I told him, "Well, we'll just grow a little more out on the on the bad side, and then ultimately we'll get to it." He was so thrilled with just that. I love it. That just a silly thing that I didn't let that last wish, like push me over the line so that I was in the mad at him zone. So he didn't become a cuss client. Yvonne, here's one thing that was interesting. Yvonne was very pleased with how the dog came out and how, and how her brushing out worked because she spent a little time on the dog. Uh, even though I had cut out almost all of the knots, anything that was matted. She came out really good. And behind her tail, there was enough
1: substance there that so it didn't really look like a monkey ass. Sometimes you can I, go underneath and just get the stuff out of the way and leave the overhang a little bit and kind of camouflage yeah, it that yeah, way. Yeah, well, that's kind of what happened. And
0: it's funny that he's holding the dog so that I have to, like, up his ass blind, and then he wants a result that he's he's shaping it with his hands. I want it rounded, you know. I really want her her butt to be rounded. And I said, look, you might just be getting a monkey butt. Oh, man. But it ended up being okay. But I'm sure they don't miss
1: him. <laughs> sure they don't the They're place. probably listening to this show going, Oh my God, that's where he ended up. Oh, how <laughs> so funny.
0: I have a story to tell you. I've got to just tell you the story. So, this happened the week after I took Chris Sertzel's uh, CCE course all day long. Okay. So, I was kind of brimming with skin and coat information during the week, right? Right. Because I just consumed all of that. Well, on Wednesday I'm working with Dave at the shop and this small, somewhat unattractive Mexican man walks in and starts looking at all my shelves. Well, nobody looks at my (laughs) retail. (laughs) <laughs> you know? So this was very peculiar to me. you know. And he's picking up things and looking at them and putting them down, but he's looking for something. So I went out there and I said, what can I help you find? And it became clear immediately that he had no English. Oh, boy. So here he was in my shop shopping with no english and uh i have the most sparse <laughs> spanish you could you could say sparse spanish um paquito uh, you know like que pasa <laughs> <laughs> so he's trying to find something for the dogs he's got three dogs okay he needs something for the skin, and I, I don't even know how we got to skin. We stumbled through this conversation, <laughs> so I said, Perhaps you have the animalitos. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a real word? Well, yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah,
1: sure.
0: I have the animalitos. Cookies that I feed yeah. the pet rat, you know? And so animalitos is tiny animals. Okay. You know, so then I said bugs and, you know, I said, said you know, dicks. I said, I said things. And so they help him understand that I was talking about animalitos on the skin of the dogs. And so he he said, maybe. And it it turned out that he had his three dogs with him. Oh, good. That makes it easier. So uh, I was telling him that I could give them a bath. My mind is racing. What do I think it might be? Well, he brought one of the dogs in to show me the skin. Yeah. And, oh, my God, it was a horrible case. Mangy. Oh, the poor thing. It was a Chihuahua. Oh. And so he had two chihuahuas and a very ancient poodle that he has to carry around that's blind. And they all had this horrible skin condition with hairless patches and thick, scaly skin. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, man, that that looks like mange to me. (laughs) And, you know, like, I can't. I can't ask him any refined questions. (laughs) I couldn't. I couldn't go
1: beyond animalitos, you know, bugs. (laughs) you got to polish up on your pantomime skills, Barbara. So I didn't have
0: anything. I had to tell him that I didn't have anything because he was looking at the insecticides. Right. Because they had pictures of animalitos on them, Right. (laughs) Right. So I told him, once I saw the dogs, I said, oh, my God, this is a major veterinary situation. I mean, the poodle was encased. There wasn't a hair on it. You know, it was totally naked, scaled up, old dog that couldn't see. They carried him in his arms. And this guy was obviously quite... Poor, right? Possibly even homeless. Okay, you know, couldn't I couldn't be sure, Um, but I I I did glean that maybe he had a place. Okay, and uh, so I just asked him questions and I just tried to figure out, you know, mange can be demodectic or sarcoptic. Yep. And the sarcoptic mage is very contagious. Yep. It will get on humans. It won't stay there and make your skin scaly, but it will those, they're mites and they will bite you. Yep. And um, they will get on your dogs. So I was, you know, like, once I decided that it might be sarcoptic i stopped and i said you know like come back come here's my number call me in uh one week and on which i tried to translate into spanish i might have made it i don't know <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh i will i will try to find you something because he's got three
1: dogs. Do you know that that's $1,000 walking into any veterinary office? Oh, yeah. That's before even doing any diagnostics practically these Right, days.
0: right. I mean, that's just a thought. This man clearly didn't have
1: $1,000. Right.
0: Because when I said maybe I could bathe him, he, he said how much? I said $20 each, and all he had was $20. Oh. He opened his wallet. And took out his one bill, and it was old, <laughs> and he hanging on to it for a long time. I could just tell it was practically crumbling of age in my hand. He had hung on to it for a long time. I gave him his money back. Good, and I said, "No," he and and, and I, you know, and so he. He didn't call for a long, long time. He kind of missed the week. And I told him, but I did communicate to him that he had to come in or call on a Friday or Saturday because Yvonne está aquí habla español. We got that across. So he comes back on a Friday. And I. so I I researched and I had a big consultation with my mentor, Chris Sertzel, you know, and we kind of came into an agreement that it appeared to be sarcoptic mange. And, but here I was actually taking the leap into veterinary medicine because I was making a diagnosis. Very true. That's not what I just studied to do. It was a difficult decision, but Susie, I just stepped aside and into my community
1: service me and helped this guy. I'm glad you gave him his money back and I'm glad you helped him. And I helped him and I found
0: online, I looked for products. He could, you know, he he called me back and someone had stole his dog crate. So now he really had no way to get the dogs back to me. So I found him a spray on Amazon called Happy Jack. Happy Jack Sarcoptic Mange Spray. And then I found on Chewy a kind of holistic spray, that non-toxic. The Happy Jack was a little bit heavy-duty, like something
1: you would put on the wood post before you sunk them into the ground. (laughs) I see. Well, it should be something pretty heavy-duty the
0: ingredients told me that it came from the farm
1: okay and
0: so you know and it developed into a pet product got it a lot of good reviews on amazon like this shit really works you that's know? what you like to see and uh so i got him the kind of more gentle woo-woo stuff and i got in the happy jack and i gifted them to him yvonne explained to him a Two or three times, that you know, and then I even thought about charging him ten dollars just for his ego. But he came in to get his products, and he brought us each a bamboo sheet set (laughs) in these little, (laughs) in these little, you know, square uh, clear plastic bags. Each night he gave me a purple set. Um and Yvonne set Very nice. And he said, he told Yvonne, oh yeah, and this is funny, you should see Yvonne the Mexican trying to speak Spanish <laughs> uh, no English. Because Yvonne is imperfect in two languages.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's so funny. Her little eye looked like <laughs> <trying to walk. laughs> See <laughs> it was it was cute but they communicated better than I could and so he said that he sells those so
1: um
0: I love okay, bamboo so,
1: sheets. You gave me bamboo socks once and they were my favorite socks ever.
0: They're um really soft and light and um really soft. They're nice sheets but they're not really well made. Well, anyway, listen, we had the guy call Yvonne, gave him Yvonne's number. She's cursing me for that because he's talking (laughs) (laughs) too much. Because he seems, she seems to be about the only person he knows in Tucson that speaks Spanish (laughs) to it. He really needed to have the dog's nails trimmed. And Yvonne, without telling me, had him come in. Before I got there with all three dogs, and she clipped the nails oh that's amazing for Yvonne that's amazing you know she's really been doing the nail clipping since I kind of had a breakdown in that air <laughs> arena and she did it and didn't charge him that's lovely and that was a huge breakthrough for her yeah and gift of service for her and he- The dogs came in, it's been three weeks. Yeah, it was like right around Thanksgiving that I gave him the products. And there's remarkable progress. Oh, that's great. And he told Yvonne that before he came to me, he asked and asked and asked for help with his dogs. And nobody would help him. And he went to Phoenix, where he has a sister, to ask her to help him with his dogs. Yeah. And the brother-in-law refused to let her handle or help with the dogs.
1: Oh, that's terrible.
0: And sent him back. And I was the only one who helped him. Can you imagine how I feel
1: after hearing that? I mean, I knew I helped him. Yes. You kind of assume you're the first person they ask, not the 30th person they've asked. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, what a touching story.
0: Yeah, isn't it? Yes. And and it all kind of falls into my pointing my brain... At the Science of Skin and Coat. Yay! So I really want to thank Chris again for her course and kind of opening those brain waves so that I could really assist this person.
1: Yeah, that is really good. It makes you feel good. It's a great way to start the new year. You know how I started the new year? No. With my first assignment for the behavior thing. Oh, good. I know. I'm really excited. I'm going to get through this course and get those letters behind my name in a few years. (laughs) 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 It looks like it's going to be a project, but it's exciting. (laughs) There's like three other people in the class. There's four of us, I think. So it's very personalized, but it also makes me so I can't hide in the back of the class right? Yeah. Ha yeah, There's no back of the class. We're all in the front freaking row. You can't hide back there and act up. No, I have to behave. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> so, so I've already <laughs> done my first few assignments and Google Classroom works really well. It was pretty easy for me to navigate. So we should probably make a mental note of that in the future for us.
0: Okay, well, I really wanted to share that story with you because Yvonne just told me maybe yesterday about how much I meant to him. And she just filled me in on the story and kind of confessed to clipping the nails without asking me. Of course, if she had asked me, I would have cautioned her to
1: put on gloves and Things like that. Of course, that's the first thing I thought of was when you were describing her doing it. I was like, "Oh God, decontaminate everything!" (laughs) I hope she's washed her hands. Except
0: that they looked really good. She said even the poodle was growing hair. I need to ask him that. Yeah, she wouldn't have thought to ask him which one, if because I told him the one from Chewy was. Just for the old dog, because it was Mm -hmm. muy gentle. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Linseed oil and all of that. The Happy Jack is pretty heavy duty, and it smells terrible. Yeah. So very, probably petrol-based, you know. Sure. But that's the kind of thing from the farm that sometimes works amazingly. Uh, And he had little t-shirts on his chihuahuas (laughs) Were they nice chihuahuas? Oh, I don't even remember Then they weren't bad No, I didn't take any before pictures I didn't, you know, how could I do that? I couldn't make an example of him You know, I I just No, you just did the right thing I just said, you know, I did tell him This is uh,
1: muy, muy malo Very, very bad. Even I know what that means. (laughs) And uh, he nodded.
0: You know, I mean, we actually did communicate enough for me to get the job done. So I'm proud of that. I mean, I'm proud that I have even a, uh, you know, 15-word vocabulary in Spanish. (laughs) I mix them up fairly well
1: sometimes. Yeah. (laughs) It's amazing what you can do when you have to.
0: You know, and, and you see
1: Yvonne also. Yvonne speaks
0: more Spanish than English. She said that one time her daughter stepped up to get a, special made taco and she named started naming off what she wanted in their taco. Yeah. And got all the way down to the bottom of the list and said, and cheese. <laughs> yeah, but it was just funny. It was like how that happens with them, you know. That was Yvonne's sort of funny story to tell me how her Mexican daughter, you know, because I laugh at how, how she uh, interjects the English into the Spanish, and it and it makes it easier for me when trying to communicate with a Latino person. I I don't feel terribly bad throwing in an English word here and there, especially if it's kind of a common one. Sure, that makes perfect sense. Anyway, it was quite an adventure, and and, uh, I'm humbled by it. Yeah. I'm humbled by the whole situation. Like I could very easily have just brushed that old man
1: right out the door, you know? And you would have been the next person who'd ignored him. Yeah,
0: because I couldn't tell anything about him. He was just looked pretty impoverished. And, you know, he wasn't big enough to be scary, but he was just kind of (laughs) strange. I enjoy a good challenge. But, you know, once I got to talking with him, he appeared less strange. Right. And I'm sure it was the other way around. Yes. (laughs) What was his impression coming in and seeing this uh, fat old lady with white and pink hair? (laughs) I'm sure it had an impact. Who apparently is the boss. Right. And then there was Dave Fernandez in the back grooming Fernandez, who has fewer words in Spanish than I do. (laughs) Just the last name. Just the last name. But I was really happy to have Yvonne there to help, too. Yeah. You know, like, I was, very, I was very proud of her.
1: I probably should tell her that. Yep. Very much a team moment. A team moment in the world of karma. I love it. I've just got that one dog today, so I've had a week off. I've got a little cabin fever, I'll admit it. But I've been busy at work. I finished my whole taxes. My taxes... Oh, God, I I don't believe it. (laughs) I know. It's it's not even... I know. I was like, it was December 30th, and I thought, ooh, I should call my tax accountant and tell her I'm done. And then I thought... No, it's Christmas. You don't do that. What are you, crazy? Because I lost all sense of time. When I don't go out to work, I don't know what day it is. I don't know which way is up. It's terrible. I do nothing but eat. <laughs> eat, and clean things. Yeah, it's crazy. It's great. Hey, but those were great stories. I think we can uh, move on to our first appointment. What do you say to that? Hey, let's go. All right. <laughs> Room pack. Let me tell you about the newest thing from Best Shots Ultramax Pro line. I'm seriously stoked about these products. First up is Ultramax Hair Hold Spray. It's a mindfully created aerosol-free styling spray. It's flexible and can be layered on for a stronger hold. It's quick drying and has the Ultramax delicate sweet pea fragrance. Next up is my favorite new product in a long time. It's called the Max and I love it to the max. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. It's so concentrated that one small bottle makes 10 quarts. It reduces drying time, extends manageability, and aids you in achieving optimal coat performance mats and tangles brush away more easily and it turns your recirculator into a de-shedding machine just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in it's amazing check it all out at ultramaxpro.com and see why barbara and i are so excited That's UltramaxPro.com. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor and order some Max and Hair Hold Spray today. For over 30 years, Best Shot has been making masterpieces out of nightmares in record time. Made from the best stuff on
0: earth.
1: Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. As you know, Barbara and I have been doing this whole podcast thing for a little while. We have 322 episodes out. And sometimes we get overwhelmed with my my schedule. And sometimes we get overwhelmed with Barbara's life. And occasionally we just need to have an easy show. And that's what this show is. It's an easy show. I threw my fishing lure into the pond and I said, Hey, you guys, what do you want to ask us? And then I proceeded to not do it last week. So here we are doing it this week, a week later than I promised. we got some good questions, so let's do some of these questions. I'm going to start out with the first one, which is about conditioner. Massage through the toes, armpits, under the tail, and sani? Sanitary area? Well, if
0: that floats your boat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if you are hand-applying the conditioner, yes that's fine.
1: That's good.
0: Go for it.
1: Use targeted areas, kind of, instead of, especially if the Dodd's coat is pretty good, maybe? I didn't
0: assume that you weren't conditioning the rest of the coat. Okay. I didn't read it that way. I read it that, you know, you're conditioning the coat and you're extra massaging into here and there. And Okay. Yeah. I never would think of it that way because I use the recirculating bather and it just does that I just have to make sure i i point it under the armpit sorry I and I need to keep telling bathers to pick the feet up and spray the bottom of the feet
1: <laughs> since we're passing through the armpit area are you a brusher outer or a shaver outer of armpits yeah
0: I often shave Unless it's going to really interfere with some perfect profile that I'm creating, you know, Um, I do that. And and actually, on terriers, I think it actually it makes them look sharper anyway because that that
1: here's a little blurry. What I feel the image with. With my beginner clients, because basically they're all beginners, I don't want them doing maintenance anyway. Heck, that's my job. I don't want to give them haircuts where they're worried about brushing because most of my people are not looking for that kind of styling. So when it comes to underarms, I figure that if I try to brush that out, By the time it comes in the next time, it's going to be an even bigger patch. So I will often go in with uh, my comb. I'm pulling my own shirt out, pretending it's hair, and Barbara's watching me. (laughs) Oftentimes, I'll slip the comb underneath the mat and cut the mat out and then brush out what's left because then it'll fall apart a little easier and I've shortened the hair up a little bit. But I'm a big fan of shaving that stuff out. I don't want to make it hard for my people. I don't want to make it hard for the dogs. Yeah, You know, so unless it's a Laza Opto and Show Coat, I would uh, go ahead and clip it out. Okay, what about leave-on time for conditioners? The whole
0: thing about conditioners is that it not only depends on the conditioner, but it depends on the shampoo. Because today's shampoos, many of them, pet shampoos, have conditioning ingredients in there, so it makes the using conditioners a little less critical, but in the case that it doesn't have any additive, conditioner additives, you really need to use the conditioner to its fullest extent, and I I think, you know, the leave-in time should be, you need to read the label. That's one of the things that the original questioner was sort of like assuming, should we pay attention to instructions on the label? Yes, yes, yes. You know what? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Because the person who gave the outline of the usage was probably the formulator. The
1: formulator probably made a note of usage that they then marketed. Like, for instance, it's got something like uh, protein in it where it needs some contact time or something like that. Then you want to heed that warning. You want to read the ingredients. They're written by the chemists, this the formulators, and uh, it's on there for a reason. It's on there because it's somebody's idea
0: of the way to get the results that they're claiming or they want you to get. You know, <laughs> so it, it's more likely to be a conditioner that needs to be left on, and less likely that it's the shampoo.
1: And conditioning doesn't necessarily mean using a full on. In the bath conditioner, sometimes you can use a spray-on if the coat has already used a shampoo that has a little bit of conditioning in it. But you do want to put something on there probably to protect from the brushing and stuff, right? Well, um, not only to
0: protect from the brushing and stuff, but just kind of to replace the lipids that we've removed in the washing process. And, And that's going to happen especially with a good cleansing shampoo. The better cleanser, the detergent, the more you need to condition. What about this whole open-close thing? Is it necessary? No. It, is it desirable? Well, yes, under certain circumstances. It should be a, uh, a tool in your protocol toolbox. But not a blanket use on everybody. No, you don't. You don't need to use it on everybody. And it's misleading because you're really not opening the hair cuticle and closing it and closing it and opening it and closing it.
1: Because they don't have that much flexibility.
0: No, no. And the idea is that you you protect the hair from the detergent and then you use the detergent and it's less likely to irritate. It makes the detergent more mild by a long shot. (laughs) And then you turn around and put more conditioner on the coat. So of course the coats come out
1: real conditioned, but maybe not as clean. So we've talked about mixing shampoo and conditioner together before. question was, can I mix them? Well, not really. No, because the the formulators
0: that are putting conditioners in shampoos are using certain conditioning ingredients, the cationic conditioning ingredients that can survive in the detergent solution and when you just randomly put conditioner and shampoo together, it's not going to have either as good a conditioning or as good a cleansing as you would like. They're going to kind of cancel each other out, not totally, but it's a waste of product to do it that way, and you're not going to get as good a, you know, like, Any of your conditioners that are not cationic are just wasted by doing that, putting them into the detergent solution. So you negate some of
1: what you're paying for in your conditioner. For those of us that use a recirculating bathing system, is it okay to do the bath, drain out your water, refill your water, and run the conditioner, even though you haven't fully rinsed the dog off? Uh, It probably doesn't hurt. Okay. Well, I can understand how you
0: might want to do that in a mobile, just kind of to save yourself some water, some rinsing water. Now, the chances are there's not enough
1: detergent in there to to cause mischief or loss of value. Okay. She has one more question, and it has to do with dogs getting chlorhexidine shampoo, uh, and really any medicated shampoo. We should address. Do you use a conditioner after that? Yes. I like to use Soothe chlorhexidine conditioner instead of a shampoo. But instead of a shampoo? Yeah, I'll do a regular cleaning shampoo and then do the chlorhexidine treatment in the conditioner instead. One of my pet peeves is that I think all medicated
0: (laughs) products should be conditioners. Why are we trying... So hard to deposit a therapeutic in a cleansing solution. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense, but you see, because the medicated shampoo stuff started before there were conditioners. <laughs> you know. Oh, sure. It has the longest history, so it just it it makes so much more sense. to have a chlorhexidine conditioner.
1: Cool. Well, that made a good conversation. And let's move on to another one. And it's Jennifer Ann Doyle. I didn't mention who asked that first question. I suppose I should because it's kind of fun to hear your name mentioned on the show. Uh, it's Anita (laughs) Clock asked the conditioner question and Jennifer Ann Doyle asks, is filthy beast by easy groom good shampoo to use? And she lists the ingredients. So Barbara, what do you think about this particular shampoo? Should I read the ingredients? That's always entertaining. No, you can't (laughs) no, because I will describe the ingredients. All right, perfect. Good. Thanks. Save me from myself. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna save
0: you from yourself because the yeah, because you would have to pronounce all the herbal botanical names that comes before any of the cleansing shampoo base is mentioned. Oh, you mean like they're out of order? Well, you know, it's a trick. It's It's a a marketing trick. I mean, it's just herbal tea instead of water. Water, water. It's herbal tea. And you don't know if it's 1% tea or one-tenth of a percent tea. You don't know. And furthermore... Herbal tea is rinsed off and washed off, cleansed off with the detergents that are listed below. So I would just like totally dismiss the whole herbal tea thing. The first ingredient really is sodium lauryl sulfate, and then there's sodium laureth sulfate, and then there's a uh, hydroxy saltane. Yeah, and then, um, and that's just, it's just a regular good, well, strong detergent formula. So it's probably a very good cleanser, but you really, really need to condition after this shampoo because it doesn't have anything in there to really re-moisturize or re-fat is a term that's used to mean replace the lipids in the skin. I've used it. Have you used it? I think I used it a long, long time ago. Me
1: too. Long time. Long time
0: ago, and I thought, eh, meh. Yeah, it was okay. It did the job. I mean, it was a cleaning shampoo. It was a cleaning shampoo. It was a cleaning shampoo kind of like you might
1: use in the barn. Yeah, for really (laughs) dirty dogs. For for really dirty dogs. Which brings us to our next break. Everybody's hands are shaped differently. Mine certainly are. It can be hard to find the perfect shear. But there is a solution. Evolution shears are fully customizable with fixed ring, single, or double swivels. I like the double swivels best. They are all designed to prevent the repetitive stress injuries that occur as we groom. Evolution uses high-quality materials, and the shears come in curves, straights, thinners, and chunkers. There's a small learning curve, but the staff at Evolution will Will guide you through. You can put your hands on a pair of Evolution Shears at most grooming shows, but if you're not going to a show, go online to evolutionshears.com or call them at 877 560 3057 and buy yourself a pair. Be sure to ask for Chris, she's the cat's pajama. Braun and Abby are super cool too. But wait, mention the Groom Pod when you place your order or put Groom Pod in the coupon code on the Evolution website and you'll receive $10 off each pair of shears. How cool is that? the morning and out to school. The teacher is teaching the golden Groomers, take your seats. School is about to begin. Christy Chiodo, the Havanese lady, has a question, why is linseed oil used in hair products? Benefits? And I had a question, what the hell is linseed oil? Linseed oil is flaxseed oil. And I had no clue. I had no clue. In fact, linseed
0: oil and flaxseed oil come from the same plant, the same botanical. I mean, then they're interchangeable. Flaxseed oil is linseed oil (laughs) and linseed oil is flaxseed oil but flaxseed oil is more filtered and cleaned up and linseed oil is usually referred to in the terms of kind of more industrial applications Um, but it's not necessarily so and in the and The bottle of ingredients that this questioner showed me, it was listed as linseed extract. It's flaxseed oil. And flaxseed oil is a high antioxidant. You know, it's kind of had some skin protective value. And the old flaxseed oil is a good emollient, good for the skin and helps to close the hair cuticle so it's a legitimate ingredient not something from the barn that's been thrown into the dog shampoo
1: this brings on a funny story a little kind of funny story i have had a drugstore beetle infestation in my horse treats so now it's like oh my god i'm back on crack and i'm hunting for chips because (laughs) all i can do is look everywhere trying to find these drugstore beetles drugstore beetles look identical to flaxseed oh my god flaxseed is in my parrot mix so I I'm, I talk about revisiting the past. I'm walking around looking at the floor, picking up these little black dots going, is it a bug? Is it not a bug? Because if it's a bug, I got to kill it. And more than often in the, in the knot up here, it's the flaxseed from the stupid bird feed. Anyway, we have one more question that we're going to answer. So I'm going to really quickly play one more ad because we are getting close to the end. Here we go. We love our sponsors, like Show Season. Let me tell you about my favorite Show Season products. True Tearless is a hypoallergenic scent-free shampoo that really cleans and never, ever leaves a fragrance. Pair it with the hypo conditioner, and you have a winning, smell-free combination. Results Rinse is an after-bath rinse that lightly conditions and protects without adding any weight to scissored coats. It aids in drying time, and it helps with brush-outs, too. Show Season carries Barbara's essential oil blends and mellow pet shampoo, blueberry products, delicious colognes, hemp products, a feline line, spa and natural options, and so much more. You can find Show Season animal products at all shows and through lots of distributors like Cascade Grooming Supplies. And you can check out all their products at their website, thebestpetshampoo.com. Or call 678 382 0218. Make every season a show season. Look out. Here it comes. It's your mobile moment. Uh, personal safety in the trailer. I've been mobile for 15 years, and I occasionally, Barbara groom in the land of the homeless because all of Seattle is pretty much the land of the homeless. You're allowed to camp on the streets and you can live in your RV or your car anywhere because it's your home and you're not allowed to be kicked out of your home here. So it can be a little sketchy in some of these areas. And mostly I groom in front of clients' houses and I'm plugged into the house and it's obviously that I'm connected to that house. But occasionally I'm in these odd places And, you know, less protected. So Jennifer Woodway asks, "What?" I'm I'm reading this because she says (laughs) y'all. I don't get to say y'all very much. She says, What do y'all do for safety and security? I recently had a potentially dangerous situation. I was grooming behind a movie theater where I always meet this one client. When my client left, a car passed my trailer, came back around, Drove to another lot and then came back. My instinct screamed run and I quickly packed up my things as this was happening. On their third pass, I climbed into the passenger seat to get to the drivers and took off as they were pulling up next to my trailer. I know people approach us to ask for service and that's how I got this client that I was grooming that day. There were two people in the car and I was not armed. I work in a public school and left from work. So I don't really want to chat about prices or really anything with these people. I know one of us has pepper spray at hand on a lanyard. What else can I plan when I can't carry? So I'm not a gun person. I've been in sketchy situations. I know how easy it is to take a gun away from a girl, especially if you're a big dude. So I just prefer not to go the route of the gun. So I... I don't really have a lot to contribute on the armed portion, uh, which is good because you didn't really ask about that. But I will say that our friends over at the Traveling Groomers have talked many times to Angie Coates, who is an ex-police officer. And does carry, and there's a lot of talk about safety over there. So I would refer you to their podcast for additional information because it's, she, she really knows what she's talking about, and they do a good job of interviewing her. Besides, we like the Traveling Groomers because it's Chris Anthony and Mary Equendo. So they're good. So anyway, I carry pepper spray. I have practiced with that pepper spray, and I can slide my window open just enough to spray the pepper spray at my door of the trailer. So if someone's coming up to the side door and going to try to get in at me, I can actually hit them from the window from inside the trailer. I also have a lock on my doors inside the trailer. The unfortunate situation, however, (laughs) is I also have a lock on the outside of my trailer. (laughs) So if they wanted to, they could lock me in my trailer take my generator out of the back of my truck and drive away. And I would just be stuck <laughs> inside of the trailer in some random parking lot <laughs> waiting for someone to come let me out. Kind of sad. But <laughs> but you would be alive. I would be alive. And that's a good point, you know. You do whatever you can do. So I'm able to at least push my windows close and lock the door so I'm fairly safe. Now, unlike the movies, They could still shoot me. You can't hide behind like a trailer that's this thin and not get killed. I mean, certainly if they really wanted anything, I would be happy to give it to them. I'm not going to get into a tussle for anything I have in there. And I don't carry a lot of cash. I empty my cash and my checks out every night. So I'm not bringing them with me. That's one of the important things. I also have a phone. And not that I really want to bother the police for anything, but... Here's the thing. The scary guy outside the door can hear what I'm saying. I don't have to bother the police. I just have to pretend I'm bothering the police. And usually that's enough to deter a drug addict. And most of these people are just druggies who are looking to get some cash to get their fix. Uh, they could take my generator anytime they want to. I haven't had it happen. Do make the call, though, if you feel threatened. So if I have to, if I feel really threatened, I absolutely would call 911 or my client and if I'm in a parking lot, I park somewhere quite visible, and often I'll let the store know I'm out there if there's somebody in the store. It's hard to tell if it's someone just coming up to ask about mobile grooming or not. But you can talk to people through the wall pretty easily. I just say, uh, take the number and call me or something like that. You can have a little sign that goes on the outside that says, don't bother me when I'm working. That seems to be pretty effective. People don't really know how mobile grooming works, so... Don't spray them with the pepper spray. Please don't spray them with the pepper spray. Do try to have a conversation with the person who you feel threatened by, because sometimes that will make them not bother you. Just a little bit of conversation lets them know that you are aware that they're out there, maybe for nefarious reasons. Park in an obvious place. I think I said that. Let the business know you're out there. Let your client know to hang around sometimes. That's also okay. You know, I just have people sit in the car and read while I'm working on their pets instead of going shopping if I feel uncomfortable. I will definitely text them, tell them to come back. The biggest weapon you have is your brain. So don't panic. Don't lose your wits. Keep it together and just talk to them, with the door closed, and remember, like I said, they can hear you. Pretend to call nine one one, and or call nine one one. I don't recommend opening the door, and they will stand there for a while. I think I've got a story a few weeks ago. A few weeks ago, it's probably six months ago, where I had the drug guy standing outside my door, thinking I was the dope man bringing the bringing the stash. And he just kind of tweaked around outside my door for about 10 minutes, maybe 15. And then he got bored and he went somewhere else. This last time I was at that same place, there were all the RVs parked around. And they had actually built a fire and were cooking outside at the end of the cul-de-sac. And while I was working on the cat, it was a cat, while I was working on the cat, the police department came down and uh, turns out they can't do anything about them cooking on the side of the road. So there was just this massive fire, literally cars away from me in the middle of the street where the homeless people were cooking. So I think that's all I have is for advice for threatening behavior. You know, I really haven't run into a lot of problems. Most of the time, it's not people causing problems. Most of the time, it's probably someone just wondering what you're doing in the parking lot. Oftentimes, it's someone maybe going to figure out if you're doing something naughty in there because you certainly could be doing something naughty and they don't know it. I think that wraps it up on personal safety in your trailer or in your van. Oh, I do know that people who work in their vans sometimes leave their doors unlocked. Don't do that. Lock your doors. Lock your front doors. People can come up and take your purse right off from between your seats or underneath your seat or right behind your seat while you've got the dryer and the headphones on and you wouldn't even notice it. So make sure your doors are locked. And that's going to do it for this week on the Groom Pod. Thank you Barbara for being here. I know I always say that, but I can't not thank you enough and thanks for everyone who supports us on patreon and for our great fantastic sponsors without you guys well i'd be spending hours and hours in editing and not getting anything <laughs> for my time but your love not that your love isn't enough but it's really nice to be supported financially for all of the work that barbara and i are doing mostly barbara oh, thank you so much yes so much. Okay, happy grooming, everybody. Welcome 2022, and we will see you next show. Bye-bye now. And take care of yourselves. We love you. Christy, the Havanese lady, Chodio. Chodio. Chiodio. you got to do better than that. (laughs) Chiodo? Chiodo. Okay.